0: IT'S TIME FOR A CHANGE! Oh, yeah. I have so much anger, I feel like I've been
1: raped! In the face! RACHED!
0: At no point in your rambling were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought.
1: To the kingfish oh. All the lonely nights At the grocery store in the frozen fish I'll feel it like a whole Cause I wasn't being true Even though everyone Fish I used to be scared, fish. denying who I was Acting straight, but the going out to the gate, fish clubs Dancing with the ballers, making out with all the snappers I take a salmon home and work that coddle fit for hours But now I'm out, and I'm free to love what I want Be it yellow, or bass, or then dropping for months I slap that ball in ass, make that Koopa butt but shake man. I'll come to your house and have it orgy you in your motherfucking fish tank Fish tank, fish tank, fish, tank, fish tank. I'm a fish, y'all Making love to the catfish. Fish, fish I really get around I'm a star to see. When I say I got crabs I'm mean it literally. I was eating dinner And just had to go down On that macro on the dish Cause I'm a gist of the gay fish, gay fish, gay fish. I'm the fucking catfish. fish, uh, I miss y'all. I'm, a fish. Yeah, I'm a fish, yo I'm on a fish Now where i belong, girl But I got to settle down I can't be a whore I ain't gonna together we are yo. Now we're girl.
2: to Welcome to the Element of Surprise. My name is Chadwick J. Suet. This is the Element of Surprise, the Mentally Irregular podcast. You can find us at eosmentallyirregular.podbean.com. That's the hosting site. Uh, we're also available anywhere you can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, uh, Spotify, things like that. Uh, also, check out the Facebook page, www.facebook.com, backslash Mentally Join the EOS group, otherwise known as the EOS Army through Facebook, where you can get in touch with me, your lovable host. And, who I, you know, who wouldn't want to talk to me about literally fucking anything? We could talk about giraffes. We could talk about their tongues being black as the nightshade. We could talk about anything. Um, that said, tonight we're going to do some Topic Roulette. But first, first, what we're going to do before we do the Topic Roulette is um, I've been <coughs> I've been watching a lot of Disney films lately. And, so, I've been watching a lot of Disney films on uh, Disney Plus. Just like, you know, the old, the classics. And, um, like, Little Mermaid, uh, I watched that Enchanted. That's the one where Amy Adams is the Disney princess and then she comes into the real world. And, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of Disney films. I'll put it to you that way. And, none of them, none of these Disney characters seem, like they always make all these innuendos and allusions towards sex, but none of them seem to know what sex really is. So I'm going to ask you to suspend your belief for a moment and hear my words. Here's what I want everyone to do. Everyone that's listening to my voice right now, this is what I need you to do. Let's close your eyes, get in a, unless you're driving, in which case you wait. But, um, you know, get sit down in a chair close your eyes and imagine with me. Imagine a single, a single person, just one person, an individual person just showed up in society and just completely reinvented sex, you know, and I'm not talking about just adding like a couple of toys or positions, but revealing that what Every, everything that we know as a human species about sex was only 5% of the possible experience. Just imagine somebody shows up and just, just bam. It's like, oh, that's what sex is for you guys. You're, you've, only, you've only began to, to brush the surface. That person, in reality, would either be worshipped, killed, or both. So that brings me back to the story of Enchanted a story that is a movie about a disney princess named giselle from a pl- town or a fictional reality called andalasia who's transported into modern day live action new york city she's from a, a universe as it would be imagined by a child or a child friendly corporation one in which soft kisses are as wild as romance gets couples get married and then children just Fucking up here. If there's sex at all involved, you never see it or even hear about it. It's they get married, flash forward, children are there. It's not a big deal, really. It's not. But, con- you know, considering no one mentions it, it's all about uh, smitten gentlemen and dates on horseback and, you know, um, Picnics and evil, you know, kisses to wake you up from comas and stuff. It's, it's not about animal lust. Now, alternatively, as I have, you can watch this much more realistic depiction. So, as tend to ha- as, ten- as does tend to happen in fish-out-of-water stories, shenanigans ensue. At the end of the film, uh, Giselle, played by Amy Adams, falls in love with a real-life person named Robert and stays in the real world of New York. While Robert's former fiance, Nancy, who was from New York City, falls in love with the formerly animated Prince, played by um, James Mardston, and then goes back to the animated Disney World Andalasia place. The credits roll, everyone's happy, and being completely honest, from having just viewed this recently, that Andalasia, the Disney World, is about to just be thrown into just. Pure social chaos. You see, here's my explanation. Nancy is a modern American woman, now living in an innocent fantasy land that's ruled by the laws of Disney movies, where locking eyes with someone is considered foreplay, and kissing is their version of like the best orgasm you could possibly imagine. Just by virtue of being a regular human being... Nancy is going to destroy all that the first time that she and the prince have anything other than stale missionary sex for any other purpose other than creating a child. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that blowjobs do not exist in a Disney fairy tale kingdom. Guess what? Now that Nancy's there, they do now, along with a shitload more. And the truth is that word is going to get out. This is not the kind of thing that gets secret. They, they, they're surrounded at any given time by a herd of intelligent squirrels, deer, and birds that all can speak perfectly, perfect English. The first time Nancy and her prince get the tiniest bit adventurous in the bedroom, some talking rabbit is going to see it through an open window and lose its goddamn mind. If it doesn't explode immediately in a cloud of pixie dust and glitter, it's going to run off and tell everybody it can about the confusingly erotic wrestling match that it just saw. And pretty soon, everyone in the Disney kingdom is going to be crushing ass the same way, you know, modern sexually liberated people in America 2022 do. And Andalasia will be completely expunged from the realm of Disney. They'll be thrown back into the real world, and no one will have a fucking idea what to do or more realistically, Prince Edward is going to be so terrified and confused by their first night together that he will have Nancy burned at the stake, which by the way is a practice we all know actually does exist in the Disney universe thanks to the film The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So, more on that is you know, let's go to The Little Mermaid. Let's take a let's take a look at The Little Mermaid, okay? So, Let's go out on a limb here, oh, my listener. Let's go out on a limb. Imagine you meet an attractive stranger, and they say they want to have sex with you. However, their version of sex means that they want to drive to a different restaurant than you are at and eat so many hash browns that they throw up in a mop bucket. That's their version of sex. You, having heard this from them, might find yourself wondering what in the hell any of that has to do with sex. This is exactly the mindset that Ariel from The Little Mermaid has. And this is exactly how she's going to feel on her wedding night. Because, let's look at it this way. Ariel's The Little Mermaid. They say explicitly in the movie she's 16. So, she has some idea about reproduction. Fish reproduction, to be precise. And the thing about fish sex is that it doesn't take two to tango, ladies and gent. In most cases, the female fish just releases their eggs and goes off to conduct the rest of their business while the male fish comes over, ejaculates all over them, fertilizes the eggs, and then the eggs just sit there until they turn into fish. So that means, if you rewatch The Little Mermaid, the first time Prince Eric, the guy that she uh, gives up her voice to get legs for, after they get married, the first time he's like, well, you know, why don't we consummate our marriage? The first time he proposes anything sexual, she's understandably going to stand up on the bed, squat, and attempt to just release a bountiful clutch of eggs for her husband to garnish with his royal seed. Hopefully, she gets into her head before she poops herself or bursts a blood vessel that Eric will explain the human version of uh, the birds and the bees, um, which is a process that to her will probably seem, will probably seem rather alien and invasive. See, remember... Ariel has never seen a human penis, and will most likely look at it like she does legs. It's a novelty of dry land. It's not something that, you know, it's just a novelty item. It'll be a long time before she's able to look at human genitalia in a sexual context. If she's able, ever able to at all, for that matter. I mean, could you force yourself to get turned on by fish genitals, listeners? Charles! Nope. See? You can't look at fish genitals and be like, yeah, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. Hence why I played gay fish at the beginning of this song, or at the beginning of this episode. So, my point being is that she's not going to look at a penis and have any sexual interest whatsoever. Because, to her, it's just, you know, it's a a novelty of dry land. It's not how sex works for, for merfolk. They do it the fish way because they've got fish bottoms. So, that said, I just felt like that was something I wanted to share with my listener base, Um, you know, I know that, uh, the three of you who haven't turned on this, turned off this episode at this point and are just like, man, that guy's fucked up. He spends way too much time thinking about Disney sex and not enough time focusing on anything else in his life. Well, guess what? A, you're right. And B, thank you for sticking with me this, this long. That being said, it's time to play the game. <laughs> all right, time to play Topic Roulette. Um, I asked you guys all to give me your topics. You did not disappoint. I want to give a special shout out specifically to uh, Ryan McCormick, the host of A Fireside Chat. Um, Leaf Hustleby, uh Bill Signs, Billy Hibbert, you guys gave me some fucking excellent shit. Thank you guys. Um That said, let's give the wheel its first spin here in a moment. We're going to just get it all set up there, and there we go. Alright. Ready to spin the wheel and spin. Ooh, what are we going to get? Mother Nature, right off the bat. Mother Nature. This was a uh, topic given to me by Ryan McCormick. Um, Mother Nature. Okay, Mother Nature. Mother Nature is, uh, Mother Nature is, how can I put this? She is, usually Mother Nature is very, very, you know, methodical. Spring, summer, summer winter, or fall, then winter, in that order. You know, springtime, things come back to life. Summertime, things get hot. Fall, things start dying. Winter, things get cold. The past few years, Mother Nature has been a uh, meth head who's just looking to get her next fix. Mother Nature has been, hey, you know what? I just, I just smoked like eight crack rocks, and, um, I got a shovel, and I think I'm gonna make it snow. And people were like, "Mother Nature, calm down! It's the middle of June. You can't do that." And she's like, "I can do whatever I want. I'm Mother Nature." Oh, check this out: ice storm in fucking the the Sahara Desert. And people were like, "Whoa, Mother Nature, calm yourself. Do we need to have an intervention?" Mother Nature's like, "I'm not even busy paying attention to you anymore. I'm a wait, you guys want to hit this? You guys want to hit this this crack pipe with me? Really? Come on, we'll, we'll, we'll hit it." We'll Hey, guys, let's smoke all of this crack, and then we can just fucking just throw a hurricane at someone. Just literally, we'll just throw a hurricane at, at any one person. And the world's just been like, no, you know, we're, we're, we're good. You do you. Thanks a lot, Mother Nature. But that's who she's been lately. Like, Mother Nature nowadays, If she, if I could, like, describe Mother Nature as an actual human being, she'd be a homeless person who lives in a bucket out in the woods and every once in a while she shambles out of the woods to uh drop her pants and piss on a public playground and then harass the the children's parents uh children's dads of the children there to see if they want to get it on in the back seat of a van that she had that she found out in the woods like a dilapidated van that's who mother nature's turned into she used to be like this kindly caring like grandmother figure who, you know, you'd go over to her house and she'd make you, like, pancakes and waffles and stuff and then, like, you know, slip you a $10 that you don't need just that way you could get gas because you came to visit. You know, very kindly, very nice. Now Mother Nature is just, like, you know, the worst-case scenario crack addict who's just out there, like, hanging out by a Dollar General asking everybody that come either goes in or out if she can bum a light. Not a, not a smoke, just bum a, bum a lighter. And then just literally just starts smoking crack right there in front of them. She is the junkie at the bus stop that harassed me on my 35th birthday. That's who Mother Nature is. She just comes up to you out of nowhere while you're waiting to get your kid off the bus. And is like, hey, give me the code. I know it's in your pants. Give me the code. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? That's who Mother Nature has become. That's Mother Nature. Grimace, thank you very much for that topic. That's Mother Nature. Next topic, please. Things Pap-Pap says when he drinks his nighttime juice. Okay. Things Pap-Pap says when he drinks his nighttime juice. Um, Having had a Pap-Pap and having had my fair share of nighttime juice, I'm familiarized with a lot of things that Pap-Pap could possibly say. So what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to get in the mindset of Pap-Pap. Bear with me while I get into Pap-Pap's mindset here. And I'm just going to say Pap-Pap things with his nighttime juice, okay? Hey guys, why do you come to visit sit on Pappy's lap? Sit on Pappy's lap. Did I ever tell you guys about when your grandma and me had your mother? Not when she was born. Did I ever tell you, come here, Joey, sit on my lap. Did Pap-Pap ever tell you about whenever he used to work on the sheep farm? And he didn't work there long because your grandmother didn't like him spending all that time with the sheep. Hey Susie, did Pap come see Pap-Pap? Did Pap-Pap ever tell you about the time that he used to sail a sailboat? You want to see Pap-Pap's sailboat? I I have most of it in the basement, come on, let's go down to the basement and look at my sailboat together. Hey Billy, Billy, Pap-Pap's here. Do you want to come over to Pap-Pap's house? Since your grandma died, Pap-Pap's been real lonely and I could use some company. I could teach you how to fish, and I could teach you how to light your farts on fire. Come hang out with Pap Pap. Honestly, that wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. Moving on, next topic. Ah, this one comes from Leaf Hustleby, and the topic is reasons that you are hospitalized for superglue use. Well, I mean... Let's face it, Leaf. Those those reasons are endless. Uh, The first one that comes to mind, I'm I'm automatically going to say, is it involves involves a a case of mistaken identity. You have the super glue because you had to fix your lamp because your night terrors knocked your lamp over the other night and shattered it. So you have the super glue on your nightstand from having fixed your lamp. You also have your lubricant there. Maybe you and your girl getting it on. Maybe she's feeling frisky. Maybe she's not... You know, a Disney princess who, and she understands what actual sex is. And rather than being burned at the stake, because we live in a, in, you know, 2022 real world, she's like, maybe you do some butt stuff to me. It's dark. You don't know what you're doing. You reach over, you grab a tube, you squirt it all over some stuff, and you put your thumb in there. Uh Uh-oh. That wasn't your lubricant. That was your super glue. So now, you gotta go to the hospital, wearing your wife like a puppet. What are you going to do? How are you going to explain that one to the doctor? Oh, uh, what what seems to have happened here, Mr H- Mr uh Mr Hustleby? Well, um we were doing butt stuff and I grabbed super glue by mistake. And then your girlfriend will go to say something, he'll go, "You're quite the you're quite the ventriloquist, sir." <laughs> and then I, everyone laughs and it's a big, it's a big laugh. Um another reason would be um Wigs. Wig use. Wigs, as we know, are hats for daddies. Because after you become a daddy, you lose all your hair. And then you have to wear a fancy hat that looks like hair. Um, and so you don't want that to fall off. So you superglue it to your head, and then it takes a long time to get off. And it tears off even more of the little bits of hair you have left. So wigs, good reason to be hospitalized. You know, you tore the wig off. It ripped off part of your scalp, um, like in Last of the Mohicans. Um, maybe maybe you were um, super gluing your wounds shut maybe like you got like some you know cuts on your hand you were using superglue to close those wounds up like they used to do in the 50s not knowing about its toxic nature and now you've got toxic glue poisoning maybe maybe you filled a condom with superglue on purpose and then put that condom on over your penis and now the superglue has gotten into the little hole at the end of your penis where you pee and ejaculate from and guess what uh oh the superglue has now sealed it shut you gotta go to the hospital first off they're gonna have to burn that condom straight off you can't just pry it off little pieces of rubber and plastic are gonna get stuck to your skin we don't want that so you gotta just burn that off then hopefully the heat from the fire on the condom will melt the super glue enough that they can pry open your little dick hole I don't know ladies Same scenario, only with a, um... fuck, I don't know what that thing's called. Ladies, you glued your pussy lips shut. That's. I'm just going to skip the middleman, cut out the middleman, your lips, they're shut. Maybe you wanted to reclaim your virginity, I don't know, so you glued them shut. You're like, there, that's better. Uh Uh-oh. Now you're just, you know... Your, now your pussy's just glued shut, and so is your dick hole. And they had to burn a condom off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Next topic. Yeah, <laughs> topic. Can you just take the birds from the zoo home with you? My, my answer to this is yes. Anytime you're at the zoo, I automatically... <laughs> I automatically consider paying your entry fee to go into the zoo as paying for any one or more animals that you can fit with you and smuggle out undetected. So if you go to the zoo and you see like a bird, there's a peacock there or something, maybe a flamingo, maybe there's just a, pel- a random pelican. Oh, that home. Yeah, exactly. See the peacock coming home, and you can smuggle that peacock out for you. You paid the admission in there. You paid for that bird. That bird can come home with you. You can just take that bird as you see fit. So yes, the answer to this question and the answer to this topic is, yeah, you could just take the birds from the zoo home with you. No one can stop you. You paid admission. You've got a ticket that says, I came here to see these animals. I'm taking one. And, you know, to my knowledge, that'll hold up in court. Next topic. Wet underwear. I love me some wet underwear. Uh, not because I like the friction and the chafing. I just like how it feels like uh, slimy. Like it's just slimy wet underwear clinging to me. It, it likes to cling and get into every crevice. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you meant uh, by wet underwear. But uh, that's that's how I took it. Um, um, you know, like let me put, tell you this way. Like you ever, you know, you ever get like... You go swimming, and you don't have a swimsuit. So you just go in in your undies. You know, and you swim around. then you get out, and they're all clinging to you. Man, that's what I'm talking about. And then you got to kind of peel them off. They don't just, like, slip on and off like the way underwear should. You've got to peel them. you got to peel them down. Sometimes they get clingy, and they, like, you know, get all bunched up in a ball as you're trying to take them off. They stick above your knee or to your leg, and you're just like, what the fuck? Why won't these come off? And then you try to pull them back up, and they never fit right. That's, that's, that's that's a a test of life if you can succeed in getting the wet underwear off and then back on you 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 pass that test number two it's just kind of fun you know wearing slimy wet underwear and like wet t-shirts and stuff in the water that's 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 just fun so I mean there there's that that's that's how I would take wet underwear now another way to take it would be like you know like you know is a sexual way like you know you you you, you know you you, you, you ejaculate or you know in your undies and they're just, they're just all like sticky and wet you know or maybe you pee yourself i don't know maybe you pee yourself and that's what makes them wet matter of fact i've got a story about peeing myself and i'm not embarrassed to share this at all i was in i think uh fourth grade and i went to get i got on the school bus and the school bus was taking us home and for whatever reason I knew I had to pee before I left school and got onto the bus, but I didn't want to miss the bus. So I just rushed out to the bus. And then the whole time I'm sitting there trying to hold my pee and I'm holding it and I'm holding it in and we get like, you know, we hit like like the seven or eight bus stops before my bus stop. And I'm like, Oh God, just get me home. Just get me home. Cause I mean, I didn't even care if I got home home. If I got off the bus, I could just pee at the park, like in the bushes. And and, you know, we get up to the stop sign that makes the turn to where my bus stop is, and I see the stop sign, and I feel the bus slowing down. I'm like, "Yes, we made it!" And I just start pissing. I just piss all over myself, and you know, it was um, embarrassing at the time. But my point is, is that left me in wet underwear that I then had to walk home in. And I realized at that moment that this, 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 this is my defining moment. This is my defining moment in my life. I'm not ashamed. I can walk home in these wet piss covered underwear and I'll tell you what I wore them the rest of the night that way just my you know pee covered pants and undies and part of my shirt that I had tucked in just you know at the dinner table my stepdad was complaining he's like get are you did you piss yourself I'm like yeah like like four hours ago he's like you should change out of those filthy clothes and get them in the wash I'm like no I kind of like it and they were complaining about the smell Um, next topic please Coins 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 are coins are garbage if garbage was money. Here here here's how it works. So you have money and someone says, hey, we've got all this money, we've got it racked up and you know these set out increments, it's all even, you know, one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Twenty a hundred dollars, and you're like, cool, cool. And then somewhere along the line, someone says, "You know what? I don't think that's good enough." Well, I don't know. I like having my money, and I like that if something costs twenty six dollars, I could take a twenty dollar, a five dollar, and a one dollar, and make the twenty six. Like, yeah, I know that. I'm gonna make it twenty five ninety seven. And they're like, what the fuck is that? He's like, oh, I made these. And he just pulls out of metal with faces stamped on them and numbers. And he's like, these are also money. Oh, how much are these worth? Well, if you get, you know, and let's just say for, let's just, for the sake of argument, it's pennies. He's like, if you get a hundred of these, yeah, it equals one of these. And it's like, well, that's just one dollar. It's the smallest one. It's like, yeah, if you get a hundred of these, it's one of those. It's like, that's stupid. That's so stupid. Yeah. There's more. We got nickels. What are nickels? Nickels are five of these pennies. It's like you're just doing dollars all over again. But now it's just these jangly fucking heavy metal chunks that you got to carry around with you. Coins are garbage if garbage was money. Fuck coins. And anybody that has a coin collection, you can throw it out. It's worthless. Fuck your coins. Next topic. Is farting a defense mechanism? Answer, yes. Yes, it is. Long ago, back when we were known as Cro-Magnon Man, before the uh, space lords came and injected us with the ooze that transformed us into the lovable species that we are today, we used to have what was known as fight or flight. Now, when you're being attacked by a predator, a lot of times this causes fear, which causes you to you know, build up gases and exert them. Now, your gases are only going to come out of one or two areas. You're going to burp? Not when you're terrified you ain't burping. It's coming out your butt. Farts. So, yeah, farting is a defense mechanism. Um, I feel, you know, I I know for a fact that if you're ever out camping and you're confronted by a large Kodiak bear who is just, you know, dangerously, like, like, dangerously hungry, uh, maybe injured, fearful of human beings, vengeful, you know, like a man-eating bear. Like the one Anthony Hopkins had to fight in that movie. If you're confronted by that bear, you blow a hot fart, that bear's going to know that you are in the defensive mode. It's going to back off. It's going to start looking for its own defense mechanisms. You've just saved your own life by farting. So yeah, farting's a defense mechanism. I also know it'll get you out of uh, any dance fight and uh, jazz... Jazzy uh, walk-off that you ever have to get into I'm not too sure about uh, bar fights because everybody's just farting there to begin with So I don't think that uh, farting is a defense mechanism in bars as opposed. To it is just an involuntary reaction But uh, yeah farting is a defense mechanism Next topic moving on This topic is a question should there be more jousting like I'm assuming jousting is like old-timey two guys on top of a horse with the long the long sword running at each other until someone gets knocked off their horse. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm down for that. There should be a lot more jousting. I'm trying to th- figure out exactly how that would play out into um, modern day. Would you do it on top of cars? Would it be like old chicken? Like, you know when two co- people play chicken and they run two cars at each other, first person to turn off uh, is the chicken? Would it be like that, only people are on top of the cars and you got to joust because that I think that would just be an amazing sport. Like imagine like going to like a monster truck rally and they're just like, oh, yeah, um, this isn't monster truck rally. This is just uh, like destruction derby jousting. And you just get two guys like anchored on top, like on top of a car with these like long lances and the cars just start barreling at each other at like 90 miles per hour. And then the two guys on top of the car, like, have to joust each other off the car. That, that would be fucking amazing. I'm down for that. Yes, I sincerely believe that there should be a lot more jousting. I think that we can find a way to put jousting into the Olympics. Why isn't there Olympic jousting? Why isn't there, like, Winter Olympic jousting where, like, you get two bobsled teams bobsledding at each other? Like, you know, you go down the bobsled... Um, course and everything, and you're, you hit like that like 120 miles per hour mark, and then right at the end, you get another one coming the opposite end, and right at the end, all four members of the bobsled team sit up and release their lances, and you just joust each other. That would be fucking amazing. O- Olympic jousting, that's what we need. That's, that's what America needs. That's what this world fucking needs now, is more o- Olympic jousting. God damn it. Next topic. Uh, this one is also a question. Should I open a checking account for my horse? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, first off, horses are known to be financial wizards. I've never known a horse that wasn't able to completely balance its budget and have money left over. So yeah, absolutely. If you have a horse, open a checking account for it. Matter of fact, pour your money into the, house's, into the horse's checking account and uh that horse will you know you'll be rich beyond your wildest dreams in just a few short years that horse is going to know exactly how to get everything done and uh, it's going to do it to the best of its ability now this of course is again like i said horses are known to be financial wizards and this is of course due to their uh years of equestrian training uh part of being an equestrian trained horse means that you've got to know how to gallop you got to know how to trot uh, you got to know how to balance your basic checkbook. Uh, you got to watch the stock market, uh, stock market religiously. Know all the ups and downs. Know how to play, uh, play it when to buy in, when to sell, things like that. You know, uh, that's all just basic equestrian training, um, which is why the people that ride the horses, those little jockeys, are so small because they actually have their lifeblood siphoned off into the horse to help give the horse these skills. That's just basic equestrian knowledge. I think anybody that knows uh, anything about horses knows that. But yeah, absolutely open a checking account for your horse. Do not open a savings account for the horse. Horses know that savings account is basically bullshit money you put aside for whatever you want to do. They will waste that money on drugs every time. So uh, checking account, yes. Saving account, no. Go ahead. Next topic. Why does Flo from the progressive commercials remind me of my annoying cousin? I don't know, but I get it. She reminds me of my cousins. Like, you know, I think I watch the progressive commercials with Flo, and I say to myself, God, I fucking hate her. And that's like being around your family once a year for like Christmas or Thanksgiving, and there's always that one cousin or aunt or relative that shows up and they're just you know they they're just got to have the spotlight they're just the they the star of their own little show and you know they just make sure that everybody is listening to them and when they're not they're like hey hey listen to me and that's Flo because that's the way she always is like she's just rolling up on people like you know somebody's outside mowing their lawn and a branch falls off a tree and it smashes it, it smashes the the windshield of their car yeah that sucks that genuinely sucks for that person Flo just shows up fucking out of nowhere. She's like, hey, you know, maybe this wouldn't have happened if you had Progressive. Or if you do have Progressive, we could fix this for you, no problem. Who the fuck are you and why are you on my property? I'm going to call the cops. But nobody ever does. Nobody ever calls the cops. They all react like, huh, all right, thanks, Flo, like you would with a relative. So I completely get that. Flo is kind of like the... um. You know, the annoying cousin that shows up in your family that you just really don't want to deal with. But you do for the social niceties because it's better than having your dad and her dad fist fight each other while they're drunk uh, outside on the balcony. Which may or may not be something I've physically seen uh, two of my uncles do in my lifetime. Totally is. Next topic. Oh, animals you can't ride, but absolutely should ride. Um, Cat, birds, owls, uh, porcupines, lizards, large lizards, like a crocodile. Um, The ostrich. Now, I, I believe I've seen people ride an ostrich. I don't know if they ride it. Like far, like I don't think you strap your saddle up onto an ostrich, but I've, I think I've seen people ride an ostrich. Um, the Alaskan timber wolf—that'd be a great animal to ride. Can you imagine if you had like a six-foot-tall Alaskan timber wolf, like an, a, a, an Alaskan timber wolf that, if it's laid down and it's like curled up, way, like size is the size of your fucking couch, and it just sits, stands up, and you just, you know, go up there and you're like, "Hello there, Rusty." Or, you know, I don't know why its name would be Rusty, but, like, you know, it has a name. You've given it a name. And you slap a fucking saddle on it and everything. And it's just like, Rrr! And you, like, get on there. You're like, yeah, And then, like, you just ride off on a gigantic fucking Alaskan Timberwolf. That would be fucking badass. If I'm up on the highway in my Jeep and I see, like, somebody in an Audi pull up alongside me, I'm like, cool, if I'm up there, if I'm up there in my Jeep and I see a fucking gigantic Alaskan timber wolf come by me with a fucking like person just riding it bareback, I'm like, "Oh my god. How, who are you and teach me your ways? I need to be like you." I think, yeah. Uh but yeah, no. I, I also want to ride a giant cat. Um I'd like to ride like a like an owl or a dragon. Uh but this is animals, so I don't know, you know, I what about like um What about like a giant rabbit? Like like a gigantic rabbit. A no, I'm not riding a fucking fish. Fuck fish. Aquaman rides fish. I'm not Aquaman. Although I am Jason Momoa. But um Yeah, I'd like I think I'd like to ride a giant rabbit. Because they 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 have they're they're incredibly fast. They jump really far and really high. They have very powerful hind legs. So if any cars like getting close to you, like if someone's chasing you, Rabbit can just back kick that car. That car's fucking totaled. Um Yeah. Yeah, those are my answers. Uh, rabbit, dog, cat, owl, um, a giant falcon, gigantic Alaskan timber wolf, maybe a snail. Um, definitely not a snake, and no fucking fish ever under any circumstances. Yeah, but if it was a giant snail, like a racing snail, like Neverending Story, I'd be fine. You gotta say that. I just want. Be, my point is, is that I just want to be Deep Roy for a day. Only two left, guys. What's it going to be? Ah! This all this also comes from Leaf. Uh, things that make nurses scream and doctors wonder, how did you get that in your bum? Um, see, this is going to be a tough one because it's not just the doctors wondering how you got it in your bum, but it also has to make nurses scream. So... The first thing that comes to mind is the um, Egyptian King Cobra. I don't know why that would be in your bum, but it's definitely something that the doctors would be like, how the fuck did you get that in there without it, like, biting you and poisoning you to death? And then also when they're spreading your cheeks to take it out and a fucking, you know, Egyptian King Cobra comes sliding out, the nurses are going to freak out. So that's the first thing that comes to mind, you know. It's like an, an Egyptian king cobra. You just stuck it up your butt somehow, and it was just cool with this, and didn't fucking like poison you from the inside. But then again, maybe it did, and that's why you're at the do- that's why you're at the hospital. You're like, I've got a snake venom poisoning and moments to live. And they're like, What the fuck? Where's the snake? Where did it bite you? You're Like, just check my bum. And they just do, and then the bum, you know, the snake just slithers out of your bum, and the nurse screams, and the doctor's like, how'd you get that in your, like, anti-venom And then you're dead. You're you're dead by that point. But, um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I think a, uh, a letter of recommendation from, uh, former president Donald Trump would be one of those things that makes both the nurses scream and the doctor how you, wonder how you got that in your bum. Because first off, where are you getting that from? Why is, why is... Donald Trump writing you specifically a letter of recommendation. And why is your safe your safe storage place for that up the bump? I don't know. Um, I got to admit this one is a little harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, because I'm I'm certain that a lot of the things that are just fluttering through my mind I'm like I'm like oh yeah, uh, electrical cord or a charging block for a phone or you know um, printer ink, you know I'm I 90 sure that you could walk into any hospital and say those things and the doctor would be like, just check them off, check going down the list. Yep, seen that in a butt. Yep, that was in a butt. Pepsi can. Yep, up a butt. Uh, Live plant. Yep, in a butt. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that the doctors would say that. I'm pretty sure that the nurses, because they were there with the doctors, are so acclimated to it that they're probably not all that shocked by anything coming out of the butt. So, yeah, my answer to you, Leaf, is I'm 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 going with the Egyptian King Cobra. That is what would come out of your butt That makes both the doctor go, how did you get that in your butt? And the nurses scream when they see it. Final topic. Let's see what it is. What is in your refrigerator? Well, let's take a a journey. Let's take a journey and find out, shall we? We're going to take the refrigerator journey right now. I'm going to shout back to you guys what's in my refrigerator. Uh, I've got Pepsi, I've got Ortega flour tortillas for tacos, I have a dozen eggs, uh, bread from Pepperidge Farm, seven grain light style, I have string cheese, I have pears, I have two apples, um, I have drumstick Nestle coffee made coffee creamer, I have peppermint mocha Nestle coffee made coffee creamer. I have Lando Lakes Farmers Owned Light Butter with Canola Oil. I have two Gatorade Zeros. I have water. I have milk. I have the remnants of a bottle of wine. I have vegetables. I have some fruits. I have Captain Morgan's Spiced Apple Rum. I have apple cider. I have a slew of condiments. And that's it. That's that's what's in my refrigerator. That's the answer. That is what is in my refrigerator. Um, I like that topic. I, you know, what's in your refrigerator, listeners? What What do you guys have in your fridge? Let me know. Join the EOS uh, Army and uh, just post pictures of what's in your fridge. And the one I like best will be um, the winner. I don't know. I guess this is a contest now. Um, that said, you can, you know, arrange it however you want. If you want to, like, hey, oh, I've got a separate head in my fridge. Okay, put a separate head in there. I don't give a shit. Yeah, but the one I like best will win something. And I you'll get a shout-out in, in, in a future episode. All right. So uh, that, that has been Topic Roulette. Let me see if there's anything else I want to discuss with you guys before I leave you tonight. So let's see. Let's see. Let me see, is there anything else? Is there anything else to do? Oh, anything else I want to talk about? Um, Nope, I think that's it. So I'll leave you guys with that. Before I do, of course, check out a fireside chat hosted by our very good friend, Grimace, Mr. Ryan McCormick. That is available on Libsyn.com. Check out uh, *McSauce*, the comic book podcast hosted by Ian, Paul, and Matt over on uh, Podomatic. Check out *Case in Point*, hosted by Justin Case over on Audio Boom. And with that, as always and as usual, please cue the fucking bear music.